you today. I'm excited. I've been excited all week because uh, we're going to hear a word from the Lord today from a very special source. Uh, about uh, nine or ten months ago, I guess it is, uh, we uh, uh, brought uh, to Life Church on staff a very, very important member of our staff who has committed himself in two very important areas to the ministry of Life Church. Uh, first of all, in the area of leading the music, which has taken a tremendous load off of my wife, and uh, it's been a huge blessing to our church. Uh, but more importantly, leading as a pastor and a shepherd over our students, young people between the ages of uh, 12 and 18, Brother Caleb Hill has committed himself uh, passionately to working for God. I wonder if we could give him a hand right now of appreciation. Amen. And uh, he has uh, uh, committed himself, and the young people recognize that uh, he loves them, and he is committing his life far away from his family, uh, to serve Life Church and to serve these young people. And one of the members of the bridge is going to be baptized after the service today, and we're excited about that. And uh, that's one of many more to come, I'm quite sure of, and I believe. And so I want us to welcome the man that's going to speak to us today uh, about what God's put on his heart. So why don't we welcome Brother Caleb Hill. Bless you, my brother. Why don't we, before we're seated, why don't we give God a big hand clap of praise this morning? We worship you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. You are so worthy of our praise, Jesus. Hallelujah. Somebody shouted, Hallelujah. Woo. You can be seated. Right off the bat, I would like to acknowledge our awesome pastor, Pastor Brown. Isn't he doing a phenomenal job here at Life Church? He is a great leader, an awesome man of God. I respect him, and uh, I, think, I think very highly of him for trusting me with his stage. You guys just don't even know what a risk he's taking. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm honored to speak here at the best church in town. Amen? Amen? The best church in town. And uh, before I get started, there are a couple things that I would like you to know about about me, okay? And I have a feeling you might like them, okay? Because I'm a likable guy, you know? (laughs) Number one, I don't speak long. Can I get an amen? Number two, I like to have a lot of fun in church. Is that okay with you? Okay, I am the youth pastor after all. Okay, so we're going to have a good old time today. If that's okay, will you say amen? amen? All right, if you have your Bible, let's go ahead and turn to Matthew 28. I'll be reading verses 18 through 20. If you do not have your Bible, you can look at the screen. It will be on the screen. Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20. And here we go. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore, say go, Go. 
and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the world. He said, go ye therefore, go. This passage of scripture is known as the Great Commission. And what's happening is Jesus is telling his followers, he's saying, hey, here's the deal. I'm not going to always be here in my physical form on this earth. So what's going to happen is you're going to have to go out into the world and you're going to have to carry this gospel. You're going to have to carry this truth. You're going to have to go out there. I have a mission for you. That's what Jesus is saying to his disciples. And this morning, this morning... Jesus is saying, Life Church, I have a mission for you. Life Church, what I need you to do is I need you to go out into all the world teaching and preaching the gospel. I have a mission for you this morning. I have uh, one purpose today, one purpose and one purpose only. I want to inspire you to what if you've been around church long, what we call, I want, you to, I want to inspire you to be a soul winner. And I want to speak under this title, Going Viral. Going Viral. Let's say a prayer and then let's uh, get going. Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for this wonderful, wonderful church, God. Lord, there is a, there is a charge in the atmosphere pastor made mention to it, Brother De La O made mention to it, there is a charge in the atmosphere, God. There is a charge in the atmosphere, and if we can just have some sparks start going off, God, you're going to catch this thing on fire this morning. God, right now, I pray that you would anoint everyone here, that you would open their eyes, their ears, their minds, their spirits to receive whatever it is that you have for them today, God. I pray that you would anoint me to speak what it is that I think that you have given me to speak this morning. And I thank you for it in your precious name, in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. amen. Okay. I told you I like to have a lot of fun in church, so you just get ready for it. Um, how many of you know what going viral means? It does not mean that you have a virus, okay? Just let's get that out of the way. It is not a virus, okay? Going viral, according to the ever-so-reliable Wikipedia Going viral is a term that describes a 21st century sensation known as a viral video. A viral video is a video that becomes popular through the process of internet sharing, typically through video sharing websites, social media sites, and email. So, just for the sake of us being on the same page, I decided to, uh, to grab a few videos, so you'll know what I'm talking about. You might have seen a few of these, okay? So, let's play video number one, viral video. You see this? Charlie. Charlie bit me. Charlie, that really hurt. 
<laughs> thank you, thank you. I have, I have another one. Maybe, maybe you've seen this. I had never seen this one before. I just started looking up viral videos, okay? I had never seen this before. Maybe you've seen it, okay? Did you know that that video right there has had 39 million views? Can we see that again? Can we see that again? This is called the dramatic chipmunk. <laughs> I have another one, okay? This one, this one, like, I really like this one, okay? This one's called the moonwalking pony. Moonwalking pony, okay? Pony. I have one more viral video for you. Can, can we're y'all are okay with this? Having a little bit of fun. You know, it's good to have fun in church. You know that. You know Jesus likes fun, right? You know that. Okay, one more, one more video for you. This is my personal favorite. Okay, it's called How Animals Eat. Okay, you seen this? Want to see how animals eat their food? Watch closely. Cow. Okay, thank you, thank you. Viral videos. This video right here, 82 million views. 82 million. No, this one I can understand. That's, that's funny stuff. Okay, but like that dramatic chipmunk, I don't know why in the world 40 million people would watch that thing. You got me there. Viral videos. In 2012, we had a viral video that, uh, that really hit home. It was called Coney 2012. Does anybody remember that? Coney 2012? Uh, eh. We're not internet savvy around here. <laughs> there was another video your kids know. Rebecca Black. Friday, Friday. Friday. 
I don't know the rest of the song. That's all I know. Friday. All right. Has anyone heard of Gangnam Style? Yes, yes. All right, listen to this. Gangnam Style just became the most viewed video of all time. It has, as of three months ago, had 1.6 billion views. 1.6 billion views. I read that and I was like, where has society gone? <laughs> but here's the thing. Here at Life Church, we need to go viral. It's time for some good old-fashioned revival here at Life Church. It's time to make Jesus famous in our communities. We have been given a mission. We should have people coming from all corners of our country to Life Church Pasadena saying, there's something different about this church. They have the presence and the power of God in their midst. I got to get to Life Church. We're going viral, amen? We're going viral. Here's the million dollar question, how? If anyone has the answer I would like to know, please raise your hand. How? How do we do it? How do we go viral? Growing up, I was what you, uh, if, you grew, if, if you may or may not what this means, uh, I, I grew up, I was a PK, okay? which stands for preacher's kid. A lot of times people would look at me and they'd say, he's a PB, which meant preacher's brat, okay? <laughs> and so what happens is because I was, I'm the preacher's kid, right? I was forced, and I say forced and I mean it literally, I was forced against my will to do this thing that we call outreach. <laughs> okay, okay. Has anyone ever done door knocking? Oh, the worst. I hated door knocking with a passion. And you know what? I always had bad luck at it, too. Like, I would look because we, you know, this group would take one side of the street. This group would take the other side of the street. We'd go door knocking, right? And, like, this group is, like, like praying people through at the door. And my group, like, if, if they'll even open the door, you know, like, we're doing good. Most of the time, they won't even open the door. But I was always the one that, like, it was my turn to knock on the door. So I go and I knock on the door, and this massive dude, like, what? And I'm like, you want to come to church? It's awesome. Right? Right? I was, it, it's intimidating. All right, and, and then we would also do these other things. I don't know if you guys do this out here in California, but we would go to like Walmart parking lots or Costco parking lots or whatever, and we would put flyers under people's uh, wipers on their car, okay? I, I always had bad luck at that too because the second I would go to touch this person's car, the, the, the scary guy that I knocked on his door earlier would show up behind me, and i turn around, and I'm like, ha! Huh. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And then every now and then you get that person that's just flat out weird, okay? They're just weird, all right? I met this guy uh, my freshman year of college. He, um, <laughs> he I, I was looking for someone to invite to church, okay? And I was praying about it, you know, and I'm looking for someone to invite to church. And I notice in the library this guy's like staring at me. And he's staring at me and he's staring at me. And I'm like, oh, God, please just go away. I'm, 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 I'm busy because 
and this is, don't, this is, this is my bad, guys, but I'll just admit my sin, okay? He, he, was, he was wearing a tie-dye hat and a, and a tie-dye shirt and tie-dye pants, and he had tie-dye shoes, and I was like, just go. And then all of a sudden, I look up from studying like a good student. I look up, and he's right here. And he's like, hey. And I'm like, what's up? And he's like, my name's Bobby. And I'm like, hey, Bobby, what's up? So we, we start talking, and we, Bobby, let me just tell you, I'm not going to get into the details with you, but Bobby is nuts, okay? Bobby's crazy. And I'm like, hey, Bobby, you you want to come to church with me? He's like, bro, I would love to come to church with you. So Bobby came to church with me. The point is, going viral sometimes can be hard. It's uncomfortable. It's intimidating. It's scary. But we already know that. I don't, I don't have to tell you that. You already know that, don't you? I mean, like, stepping out and speaking to a coworker about religion, that's uncomfortable. That's off-limits territory. Sometimes, just speaking to your spouse about religion is uncomfortable. Can I get an amen? <laughs> I hope your spouse isn't here. <laughs> Our kids are going into new schools, new grades, new teachers, new faces, new pressures, new problems, and now we're going to, on top of that, we're going to put this Jesus mission into their lives? Showing up for church evangelistic activities is hard. We're busy people, and I'm not just saying that, like, we really are busy people. And what if that, what if that scary guy shows up? Whoo! How do we go viral? For the next just few minutes, I told you I don't speak long, for the next few minutes, I'd like to talk to you about three, three things we sometimes forget when we walk out of this building. These are three things that if we continue to overlook them, we will not fulfill our mission. We will not see the revival that God wants us to see here at Life Church. We will not go viral. However, however, if we can grab a hold of these three things, there is no telling what God will do in this church. Amen? Because Jesus has a purpose for this church. Jesus has a mission for this church. You know what? We're here to change the world. Amen? And we're going to do it by the grace of God, by His power, by His name. In Jesus' name, we have a mission. Amen? So, three things real fast. Number one, when we walk out of this building, we have a tendency to acquire what I call mission amnesia. We forget our mission. I moved here from New Orleans. I lived with my parents. When I moved here, I had to start doing this thing called grocery shopping. I have this tendency to walk into a grocery store and completely forget what in the world I'm looking for. Can anybody relate? Any guys relate? Any women relate? Okay, okay, you guys, are, you're making me feel better. You're making me feel better. I always forget. 
I always forget. I'm at the grocery store. I know I need groceries, but I'm like, what was that, what was that plan I'm buying? And I, I either do one of two things. I either buy way too much that doesn't go together, you know, like ketchup and spinach. You know, like why in the world would I buy ketchup and spinach? I have no idea. Or I'll buy like not enough, you know, like and I'm living on peanut butter for three weeks, okay? Which the bridge knows all about that. So... <laughs> In the same way, it's, it's so easy, isn't it, to leave church on a Sunday or a Thursday, to walk out into the field, walk back into your daily life, and totally forget, why in the world am I here? It's so easy to walk out of these four walls and just go about our daily lives. And that is not fulfilling our mission. That is not what we are called to do. I read an article recently in the New York Times that says we actually are not as busy as ever. Americans back in the day were a lot busier than we are, but our generation perceives that we are busier than ever. It was a very interesting article. Very interesting article. We perceive that we're, we're busier than ever. Here's the thing. You can't let that kind of thinking happen. When you walk out and you're going about your daily life, don't forget, you're on a mission. Jesus has charged you. He says, go. You know what this is kind of called? It's kind of called living on purpose. Living on purpose. We don't just, let, we don't just walk out and let life happen to us. We go out with purpose because we're on a mission. We are on a mission. The Bible says to renew your mind. Renew your mind. You know, another version says, and I really like this, another version says this. It says, don't fit into your culture and your world without even thinking about it. Don't fit in so easy. It's so easy that... It just happens. You're not even trying to fit in. You just, it happens. Don't forget, you're different. You have a mission. Live on purpose for Jesus Christ. Because we're going somewhere. Be not conformed to this world. Be not conformed to this world. Pray that as you go out into your daily life, that God that God will, will direct you to people that are hungry for him. Pray that God will put you in the right place at the right time. You know, my friend Bobby, he was very strange, very strange. But honestly, he was weird looking, so I wrote him off, and that was my bad. But I had been praying, God, let me run into someone that's hungry for you. God, send someone my way. Bobby was a strange one. But he came to church, and he got the Holy Ghost, and he got baptized, and that's what it's all about. It's all about people, and when we forget that, we've got a problem. Be not conformed to this world, but fix your attention on God, for we have a mission. The second thing that we forget, 
is we forget our power. Luke 24, 49 says this, And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. So let me tell you what's going on here. Jesus says, I have a mission for you. You have to go out into all the world. You got to change the world. You got to carry this truth into all nations. And then he says, but listen, I got to leave, but don't think that I'm leaving you here alone. He tells his disciples, he says, go back to Jerusalem because I'm going to give you power to fulfill the mission. I'm going to equip you to fulfill the mission. And this morning, Life Church, if you have been filled with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in tongues, you have been equipped to fulfill the mission. Amen? You have been equipped to fulfill the mission. And don't you forget that you have the power and you have the tools to go out and to be a world changer for Jesus Christ. Amen? Mm. Mm. Jesus didn't just give us the mission, but he empowered us to complete the mission. He empowered us to complete the mission. And we're walk, when we're walking out of this building every week, and the power of the Holy Ghost is alive and well and active in our lives, it should be no surprise when people start saying, there is something different about you. Like the disciples in the book of Acts stumbling out onto the street. And Peter spoke to them about what this, is, what this power is, what this, what this Holy Ghost is. And there was a response. They were cut to the heart and they said, men and brethren, what do we do? When the power of the Holy Ghost is alive and active in your life, it should be no surprise when people say, what's different about you? What's different about you? I've, I've, I heard a story when I, when I was young, and, and it just kind of stuck with me. It's about training a, a, an elephant. And what I was told is that when an elephant is young, they put a restraint on its ankle and a, and a chain, and they tie it to a stake, and it, it pulls, and, and, and it struggles, and but it, it, it doesn't have the strength to break loose. But as the elephant grows, it's more than capable of breaking out of its restraints. It has the power. But because in its mind, it's that young elephant that can't break free, it never even tries. We have the power. We've been equipped to fulfill the mission. Now go out and do it. You realize that the same power the disciples had, we have? The same power that raised Jesus from the dead, we have? Do you realize that? The disciples, the Bible says, turned their world upside down. There were 12 of them. It's 180 of us. Think about it. Acts 1.8. You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. 
and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. We have a mission, and we're going viral. Amen? The third thing we forget. Third thing we forget. We forget what's at stake. What happens when I say nothing? What happens if that coworker, if that friend, if that, if that person never connects to a church? What happens? Do you even remember what happens? If you really have a revelation of what happens, I know for a fact that you are doing your very best to live on purpose for Christ. Because it's like in, in the bridge, we talk about this a lot. It's like when you're a child and your mother tells you not to touch the stove, you know not to touch the stove. But once you have touched that stove and burned yourself, you have a revelation. I shouldn't touch the stove. Have you had the revelation of what happens when we do not fulfill our mission? What happens to our community, to our school, to, to our town, to our country? When we as Christians, as ambassadors of Christ, do nothing. Have you forgotten what's at stake? We're in a war and this is an emergency. There are people out there that don't know Jesus. There are people out there that don't know truth. And we have been charged. We have been the, given the mission. Get them. Reach them. Save them. And you know, I, I feel this right now. I feel this right now. You know, some of you, some of you are battling are battling in your families. You're battling for your families. You know, when are you going to start taking these attacks of the enemy personal? When are you going to step up and say, no more of this in my family. No more of this for my friends. Devil, get out of here. We're on a mission. This is war. We forget what's at stake. Hmm. So we forget our mission, we forget our power, and we forget what's at stake. I, um, I really felt, and this is, this is kind of strange, I, I don't do this a lot, but I really felt when I was speaking this to the bridge, and then, and then for today, I really felt to share stories with you. That, that was the sermon there you go. Take it or leave it. But I want to share some stories with you. And I have, I have a few pictures. I want to show you my uh, first guy. His name is Aaron Saxton. This is him. He is a uh, bodybuilder, actor, uh, awesome dude. He's a crazy guy. He's a crazy guy. But I love him. When I met Aaron, 
he was a uh, he was working in for the kids. It was in a, he was working in an adult industry. He was an atheist, but he was searching. He was searching, and he was broken. He was broken. There was something missing in his life. And he got in a Bible study. And he didn't know if he believed, but there was free food and he was having a lot of fun because you can have fun in church. And he started coming. And the more and more that he came, the more and more he just started opening up. He started opening up. And I remember when Aaron got the Holy Ghost in my living room, speaking in tongues. And then I have a picture of him right here, getting baptized in Jesus' name, gripping that baptistry. And he's praying, he's praying, and he's saying, God, cleanse me. Wipe away this past. I'm hungry, I'm searching. I have another picture. This guy right here. His name is Russell. We had a church evangelistic event, an outreach event at my home church in New Orleans. And you know what we were doing? <laughs> it's the dumbest thing. We were passing out flyers. We we're passing out flyers. And Russell, after he came to church, he told us, he said, man, normally I would have never even, I would have just told you to walk away. But he said, he said, I just felt compelled to take what you were handing me. I just felt compelled to take it. And then he's like, I don't go to church. And he said, but I, I just couldn't help myself. I had to come see what was going on. And Russell, divorced, depressed, alcoholic, searching, he came to church and he received the Holy Ghost. And it wasn't long later, I have another picture. Russell is the most faithful member in our church in New Orleans. Most faithful. He's the head usher. He keeps attendance. I can't remember him ever missing a service since he started coming. I can't remember one. I want to show you just a couple more pictures. This is my friend, Lindsay. One of my very first jobs, I was working at Home Depot, and there was this girl, for some reason, like I had, I had, we worked together, but I had never seen her before. I had never seen Lindsay before. I just, I don't know why, I felt like, I felt like a jerk after, like I had never seen this girl before. And so I met her and I'm like, hi, are you new? And she's like, Caleb, I've been working here ever since you got here. And I was like, oh, my bad. <laughs> and I started talking to her, and I'm like, so what's your story? Where are you from? You, you from here? And she's like, no, actually, I'm, I'm from Texas. I go to school here. 
And I was like, oh, who do you hang out with? And as we started like peeling back layers, I realized she had no family. She had no friends. She did nothing. And she was utterly, utterly depressed. She was dark. She was searching. She was searching. And so what I did is I invited her to go bowling. I, I found out later she thought I was asking her on a date, but, you know, whatever works. <laughs> I'm on a mission. <laughs> so she comes bowling, and, you know, it's like, it's like a date, but the whole youth group's there kind of thing, you know. But she connects with our group. And now she has a network of friends. Our group just surrounded her and showered her with love. Called her, added her on Facebook, started talking to her, inviting her to everything we did. And it wasn't long before Lindsay got baptized too. <laughs> Lindsay got the Holy Ghost. She became a Sunday school teacher. She teaches Sunday school. She teaches Sunday school. I could tell you more. I, I have pictures of, of some buddies of mine, little guys. I taught them guitar lessons, Tyler and Jake. And, and, and then we can go on. You know, Tyler. Tyler got the Holy Ghost, got bab baptized at, at, at camp. That's him right there. We got, we got Jake. Jake gets baptized, gets the Holy Ghost at, at, at summer camp. And I want to show you one more picture of a guy named Rip. Rip was my neighbor. And I love, I love this guy like you wouldn't believe. He was my neighbor, and I, I had never met him. And I heard him playing drums one day. He was home alone, and I, I was like, you know what? I, I got bold. I don't know if it was Jesus or just a lot of caffeine. But I walk into his front door. <laughs> And I walk up the stairs, and I walk into his room, and I open it, and I'm like, hey, man, you play drums? <laughs> and so, so he was, you know, after I, you know, freaked him out, okay? <laughs> trying to think of the right words here. After, after I just totally scared the kid, okay? He's like, yeah, I play drums. And then I was like, dude. Check this out. I have a venue where I have an entire sound system and drums and pianos and guitars and basses and organs and everything you can imagine, and I have a key. And he was like, no way. Let's go. And so we went to the church. <laughs> Hey, whatever works, got him there. You know, when he stepped foot in our church, when I met him, he was 16. When he stepped foot in our church, he had never been in any kind of church of any religion, any denomination ever in his life. That blew me away. So we started jamming. But like I talked to you about earlier, 
I was on a mission. I was being intentional. I was living on purpose. And it wasn't long before I got him to come check out our music on a Sunday morning. And he loved it. He, he thought it was awesome. And he, he came back a couple times. And I remember looking out into the crowd when I was singing. And Aaron was standing right here with his hands up. And he was looking straight up. And tears were just rolling down his face. And I put my guitar down and I walk up to him. I was like, hey, buddy, let me pray for you. And right then and there, he received the gift of the Holy Ghost. He became, he became our, our, our church drummer. He, he's involved with the youth. And I remember I took him to, to National Youth Congress, okay? Thousands and thousands of students are at this conference. And there was one night where the preacher said, students, I want you to turn and I want you to lay hands on your youth pastor. I want you to pray for him. And we had a small group at the time. It was just Aaron and a couple other people. And they were, they were out doing something from the service. I don't know where they were. Aaron was the only one there. He turned around and he laid his hand on me. And he started praying for me. For me. And I was like, I should be praying for you, but... We have a mission. We have a mission. And when did we forget that it is not about sustaining a relationship with God? It's about getting a relationship and then getting other people and introducing them to God. It's not just about sustaining. If all we're about is sustaining, we will not make it. We have a mission. We have a mission. We have a purpose. We have a calling. Who do you know that needs Jesus? Who do you know that needs a church? I want us to stand right now. We're going to make a difference. We're going to fulfill our mission. We're going viral. The disciples turned their world upside down. And the same power that they operated in is inside of us. It's in this church. Jesus himself said, greater things than these will you do. Will you do. So what I want to do right now is I want to open these altars. I want to open these altars for someone that says, I've got to renew my mind. I've got to refocus. I've got to refocus. I've got to become missional. I've got to live on purpose. I've, I've got to make that change. 
I want to open this altar for someone that says, I have a friend and I've got to start praying for him. I've got to start praying for those God moments, for those, for those, those divine encounters where they're open and they're hungry, they're searching. I've got to start praying for those moments because it's got to happen. This is an emergency and they need Jesus. Or maybe, maybe you've never received the gift of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Maybe you've never been baptized in Jesus' name. And that's something that you're saying, I've got to do it. I've got to have it. Whatever it is, I want us to all come to this altar right now. I want us to come to the altar right now. We've got a mission. It's time for someone to start taking this personal. It's time for someone to say, hey, devil, we're taking it back. Not my family, not my school, not my community, not my city. We're taking it back. We have a mission. We have a mission. We have a mission. Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for this amazing group of people, God. Lord, you have charged us with this, this, this great calling, this enormous calling, Father. God, and we want to respond. We want to come through, God. And you didn't leave us alone but you empowered us to fulfill this mission. You gave us the tools. You equipped us, God, to be successful, Father. Lord, and right now, I'm praying for each and every one of these people here, God, individually, God. I pray, Lord, that you would give them a passion, that it would be like a fire shut up in their bones, that, Lord, I pray, God, that they wouldn't be able to rest until, God, they had done something to fulfill the mission that you have called us to fulfill. There are people that are lost, that are dying, that are hungry, that are searching, and they need to know what we know. They need what we have. And we've got to do something about it.
want you to lift up your hands all across this place and we're going to pray a prayer of impartation. Hallelujah. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for these people responding to the call of God and the commission. Lord Jesus, I pray that you would anoint them, Lord God, for your purpose, Jesus. Cause them to recognize who they are in you, Jesus, and what you've equipped and empowered them with, Lord. Give them boldness through the Holy Ghost right now, Lord Jesus, to step into the harvest field. And this week, Lord Jesus, and the coming weeks and months to come, Lord God, that you would anoint them for your purpose, Jesus, uh, to be an example and a light, uh, hallelujah, and a pathway of hope uh, to people who are lost, Lord Jesus, uh, to people whose lives are empty, Lord God, uh, and to those, Lord Jesus, uh, who need to experience new life through you. Thank you, Jesus, that you're going to give them power and anointing, Lord God, that you're going to equip and enable them in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 I want you to think right now. I want you to think right now of the top three names of people that you have relationships with, perhaps co-workers or someone that you see periodically. Maybe it's a the person at Starbucks that serves you or maybe somebody that you've talked to a couple times there, uh, someone that uh, uh, God, you believe, will open a pathway and a door for you to minister. Maybe it's a family member. Uh, maybe it's a close friend or an old friend from way back that you see every once in a while. I want you to think of three names right now, two or three names of people. Maybe you don't even know their name. You know their face. And uh, uh, you can uh, let God know that you're praying for that person. And I want us to think about those individuals. Some of them I want you to consider calling, inviting them out to the block party uh, this Saturday at 4 o'clock or next Sunday for the Holy Ghost service. Say, uh, I'd love for you to come to church with me. We've got a special guest here, and we want you to come. Or on Saturday, uh, bring your kids out. There's going to be uh, a lot of fun things. And uh, I know that doesn't seem all that spiritual, but that's perhaps the most spiritual thing that you can do is step into your mission and invite somebody to the house of the Lord. So I want us to pray for those people right now. If you've got their names, uh, I want you to pray for them right now in the name of the Lord and ask God to open a door. And ask God to give you courage to, uh, uh, to invite them out to the house of the Lord. I want to tell you that you will experience fulfillment like you can't imagine when you see a friend of yours that you've invited to church uh, receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And watch their family. God begin to work in their family. And God put marriage back together again or bless their kids. I'm going to tell you right now that it's exciting and fulfilling. So right now, let's call upon the name of the Lord for those individuals right now. Can we pray for them? In the name of Jesus, Lord God. We pray in your name right now, Lord God, for these friends and co-workers, Lord Jesus. Lord, I pray right now, Lord God, Lord Jesus, and I see every week, Lord God. And I pray, Lord Jesus, right now, Lord John, God, somehow, Lord Jesus, open a door for him to come to the house of the Lord Jesus. Be filled with the Holy Ghost, Lord God. Be washed in the blood. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Hallelujah, Lord God. I pray that you would equip me and anoint me, Lord Jesus, uh, for your purpose, Lord God, to see souls saved, to see the kingdom of God go forward, Lord, to see your anointing, Lord Jesus, uh, come upon us, Lord. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Hallelujah. 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 
praise God. I want you to pick one of them right now, and I want you just to imagine, picture in your mind that person being filled with the Holy Ghost or that people, person getting baptized in water in the name of Jesus. And I want you to begin to praise the Lord and clap your hands and give glory to God right now for it. Even before it happens, can you praise God in faith right now that you believe God is going to do it? Hey, man. Come on, somebody, exercise some faith right now and begin to rejoice like you would rejoice if you're watching it happen right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. By faith, Jesus, I claim the promises of heaven, Lord God. I claim your anointing and power upon my life. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Praise God. Amen. As we're dismissed from this place, I want to remind you, first of all, don't forget to pick up your children. And secondly, if you're a guest with us today, I would love to meet you right outside the door at the uh, uh, pastor's reception before uh, you leave here. And remember, we have practicum this week, an opportunity for you to get involved. Wednesday at Pamela Park, they're going to do a prayer walk. Thursday, we're going to do a prayer walk here beginning at 6.30. And then uh, Friday night is an impartation session. Brother Matt Maddox is going to be speaking to us. I'm going to tell you right now, he's going to blow your mind. Last time, last time I heard this guy speak, last time I heard this guy speak, he got so excited he jumped right up on top of the pulpit. And uh, he was a world-class athlete uh, uh, before he gave his life to the Lord. And then he got jumped down and began to do somersaults up and down the aisles, talking about how you got to get obsessed and passionate and uh, uh, get, get, get a, uh, addicted to soul winning. So Friday night is going to be awesome. So uh, get registered, get signed up. We'll see you Friday night and then Saturday. It's going to be an exciting week. Uh, shake hands with somebody before you leave and say, I love you. And I can't wait to be a part of what God's doing this week. Amen. God bless you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. And, and after the prayer walk on Thursday, there will be a time of prayer and study over here as usual on Thursday night. God bless you.